O saving God, the prophet Anna and the righteous Simeon sang your praises and proclaimed Jesus, our Lord, to all who are looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. As your word is read and proclaimed today, prepare our hearts so that we may believe the good news of Jesus, receive the light of salvation, and live according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You will notice in the bulletin that we have two readings from Scripture this morning, one from Paul's letter to the Galatians and one from the Gospel of Luke. We'll read the Galatians a little bit later on, but first, let's read from Luke. You remember last week on Christmas Eve, we read the first 20 verses of the second chapter of Luke's Gospel, the, the Christmas story. Having heard and read those verses year after year at Christmas time, we're pretty familiar with those verses, but today we'll consider a less familiar story in the next 20 verses of chapter 2. To appreciate this passage, it helps to remember one basic fact. Mary and Joseph and their baby Jesus were not Catholic. They were not Baptist, they were not Methodist, Episcopal, Pentecostal, or even Presbyterian. They were Jewish. Most all the folks in the Bible were Jewish. So eight days after Jesus was born, they followed the direction set forth in the eighth chapter of Leviticus, presenting their son in the temple and making a sacrifice of a pair of birds, turtle doves, or young pigeons. Well, actually, Leviticus says sacrifice a sheep. Unless the family is poor, then the birds would do. So we know that they were Jewish and they were poor. Listen now for the word of God in second chapter of Luke, starting at verse 21. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's mother and father were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed. 
so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived uh, with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with feasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and speak about the child to all who were work looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Do you keep a, a diary, a book or a blog or somewhere where you write things down that happen in your life? Oh yes, I know Facebook's one of those places, isn't it? <laughs> and what do you think about them? Well, don't you wonder what the diary of Mary, mother of Jesus, might say? Today's sermon title suggests that the entry after meeting Simeon and Anna might start, Dear Diary, went to church, met two prophets. But where, where would her diary entry go from there? What would she say next? Well, but first, first, consider why Mary and Joseph took their infant son to the temple. Well, there were three reasons. There was circumcision, redemption, and purification. We know that circumcision had been around since, since the days of Abraham, a sign, a mark of the love of God. Then redemption was a practice that dated from the days of Moses. If you look in the 13th chapter of Exodus, it starts by saying, The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. But that firstborn child could be bought back or redeemed for five shekels and a sacrifice. Um, they were also offering a sacrifice required to purify Mary after childbirth. That was required by their custom to, so that she could enter the temple. Well, these three rituals, circumcision, redemption, purification, they seem kind of unusual and strange to us because we don't do all that. But remember that behind these three rituals was one basic idea, that every child is a gift from God. I know, I know, the grandma's saying grandchildren are special gifts. <laughs> so after this visit to the temple, that was, it was common practice for Jewish parents of newborn babies. What might Mary say about those encounters with two unusual people with unusual things to say? Well, think about it. If you've ever walked into church or some other place where you might encounter people you didn't know all that well necessarily, and you were beaming with parental pride and joy because you were tenderly holding your tiny infant, what would people be likely to say? Well, most people would do some, of, some version of what my family calls ooing and aahing. 
That is, making some sort of comment about how adorable or alert or beautiful the baby was. Is he a boy or a girl? <laughs> but that was not what old Simeon said, was it? No, essentially he said, thank you, Lord, I can die happy now having seen the Messiah. In fact, this passage has a name that comes from the Latin words that start that translation. Now you are dismissing. It's called nunc dimittis. Somehow, old Simeon was blessed to recognize Jesus Christ even as a baby and expressed his gratitude that his eyes, my eyes have seen your salvation, which you've prepared in the presence of all peoples and a light of revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for, for Israel. Well, that was pretty amazing, but then he said something else. This child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign and to be opposed so the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your heart. Now don't you wonder what Mary made of all that? Falling and rising revealed inner thoughts, soul-piercing sword. Rising and falling, well, everyone who met Jesus all his life Everyone who met him was transformed by that encounter in some way. Some, some like Judas Iscariot or Pontius Pilate or the rich young ruler or Caiaphas, the governor, they fell. And some, some like Simon Peter or Nicodemus or the repentant thief on the cross next to Jesus, some rose. What about that ominous-sounding soul-piercing sword? Don't you just know that when Mary stood beneath the cross, standing on Calvary's hill watching her son being executed by crucifixion, she felt that soul-piercing sword. And then there was Anna, the prophet. Luke doesn't really tell us. He didn't quote her. He didn't tell us what she said. He gives a summary that when she came upon Mary and Joseph and Jesus, she began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Israel. Well, what we know about Anna is that like Simeon, she was old. She was at the temple regularly and that the Holy Spirit led both of them to recognize this baby as the longed-for Messiah. And that led them to praise to praise God and proclaim the good news. So we also know that both of them, Simeon and Anna, are good models for us. On this last day of the year, as 2017 draws to a close, you may be looking back on what this year has brought in your life, and you may be wondering, what will 2018 bring? What surprises? are in store for me. How will 2018 bring me joy? How will it break my heart? Well, whatever this new whole year holds for us, we know, we know who holds us in the palm of his hand. As Paul explained to the Galatians, saying, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption. 
as children. And because you were children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. Remember, Abba was their way they said, Daddy. Abba, Father. So that you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Thanks be to God. Go forth into 2018. Go forth into the world rejoicing in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ, our light and our Redeemer. Now may the love of God enfold us. The joy of Christ encompasses and the Holy Spirit encourage us throughout this new year as we live in God's abundant grace and share God's amazing love with a world that desperately needs it as we wait in hope for Christ to come again. <laughs>